you can grab a couple guys and well that sounds weird they're just white people with guns why touch something that was good so who's Whoa. who's keeping track of the 30 seconds please people are way too sensitive for it fanboy fight club Hello, fanboys and girls. It's time for another episode of the Fanboy Fight Club podcast brought to you by Media Junkie. Thank you to everyone for joining us for tonight's epic battle. My name is Jason. I have the pleasure of hosting this show. Soon I'm going to introduce you to the fanboys, and then we're going to enter the ring for the main event, and that's where the Fight Club part comes in. But first, let me take a quick second to tell you about the other podcasts that Media Junkie offers. Now, if you just pull up your favorite podcast app, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, CastBox, Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify. Simply just search Media Junkie and you'll find episodes to the Rogue Agents Division 2 podcast, the Gimmick Minute Wrestling podcast, and Why Are You a Gamer? All you have to do is subscribe to them all. If you're using Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review if you feel we earned it. And make sure you comment about how you like our shows. It does help us with exposure. We do appreciate anybody who wants to join in on the conversation. You can interact with us on our Twitter and Instagram at Media Junkie Vids. If you want to comment on this podcast specifically, you can follow us at FBFC Podcast. If you follow Media Junkie Vids or FBFC Podcast, make sure you tweet at us and we'll send you an invite to our Discord channel and you can join in on the arguments with us. Okay, now, now that all that's out of the way, it's time to bring in the fanboys. So, we got a full cast of characters on this week's show. We even unlocked a new bonus character. First, the man who co-started Media Junkie. He is the one and only, and hopefully his microphone is working. Wes, what's up, buddy? Hey, is it working? Yeah, all right. We can hear uh, you. Great. A beautiful, <laughs> beautiful thing. All right. We also have the other co-founder and the host of the amazing Why Are You a Gamer podcast. It is Jarmar. What's up, buddy? What's up? I feel what's like up? I'm in school when you call out our names. So you, you like real yeah. call. <laughs> I'm just trying to get Here, you guys hyped up, like get you ready to go. I right, know. Right? Present. <laughs> All right, back on this week's show and ready to go. It's Jake. Hi, Jake. Here. No, it's present. <laughs> Damn it, he stole what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our bonus character this week was a guest on Why Are You Gamer. He is the co-host of both Pete. PS Trophy Room and the Dollar Pod, among other things. His name is Kyle. Welcome to the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Joining. All right, great. <laughs> an honor. Whew, man, you're, you're going to regret yeah. saying yeah. those What's words. Any place that gives me a judges forum, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> all right, all right. And of course, bringing up the rear as always. One of my co-hosts on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast and the guy behind all the great graphics you see across all of our channels. And he also designs t-shirts for us at tpublic.com. Michael, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm great, because with my title, it sounds like I do the most out of all of us. I know, right? It sounds like it. So I put you last, but <laughs> okay. I'll try to put you over. See the judging from Wes over there. <laughs> what? What? Oh no! See, look at just kind of like giving me a, a dirty look when I said that. No, no, not at all. Yeah, you do a lot. That was All right. So <laughs> this is the, this is the part of the show where we kind of talk about what we got going on, right? What games we've been playing, what we've been excited for, what we've seen. I'm sure we have something that we're going to talk about this this time. Uh, but Kyle, you know, feel free to chime in at any point in time if you if you feel like it. If you've been playing a game, watching a movie, seeing something you want us to know about, this is the time to do it. But all right. I mean, 
the PS5, right? That's what we're all going to talk about. First, I mean, are you getting the mini fridge or the router? <laughs> Good call. Router all day, man. <laughs> Which one? The router with a with a cancerous lump on it, or the slim router? The, the slim router. I'm gonna go okay. rout, router light. <laughs> I like my uh, routers to be tumor filled, so I'm gonna go uh, that route. <laughs> Same. <laughs> How many designs of the system oh. are there going to be? Oh, just I, I mean, mean just I, the two because there's the okay. discless and the, the the disc. Let me. I just want to say, you know, back at the video game award ceremony, what was that in February, Jamar? We we went to that. Something like, like that. No, it was longer than no, that. That was longer than that. Yeah, that was back in December. It was December. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a long. You time. You know, just went they to announced that before I came out to visit. Yeah, December. Okay, so they announced the Xbox Series X there. We were all really surprised, and then the internet was like, oh, Xbox is going to win this generation. It's got better hardware, blah, blah, blah. And then Sony came out and just put their big fucking dick on the table and showed <laughs> so many good games in the system, and then the internet lost its shit. And they're like, they just destroyed the Xbox in one hour. No, I, I mean, I, I agree, but I don't think the analogy of putting their dick on the table is right. I think they were waiting until Microsoft was asleep and then gave them the good old Spartan helmet. Just put the dick right across their nose Holy and their shit. forehead. I mean, what kind accurate. of shit are you into? Holy <laughs> shit. The only thing that makes uh, it worse is we couldn't see his face when he said that. <laughs> you know he had his finger You'll up there. You'll never know. <laughs> but no, yeah, man. You're like vertically, Wes. Right vertically. Now. Oh, like this. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're um, right, Wes. It's crazy because it went into like, oh, man, they got all this goodwill. Microsoft's doing all these good moves. And there's still, I'm, I'm not saying the Series X is going to be great, but it feels like it changed the conversation now so heavily. And Sony's like, thing. I mean, we still don't know the price. We still don't know like when all the games are coming out, you know, all that stuff. But it's still just kind of like, I don't care. Just give it to me. You know? Yeah, they're playing chicken with each other. Who's yeah, going yeah, to make the first move? <laughs> but I, the weird thing though is i feel like i don't get why just like just release the prices you know what i mean people are gonna like, people are gonna buy it regardless like the let's just yeah you know but but uh, whoever comes out cheaper one. will sell more because people are poor right but but what you do is you, <laughs> I guess you, you say the launch price like right like sony's like hey this is the price we're going and then if xbox comes in and undercuts them just be like oh we're also having a launch sale that will last for six months we're going to include a free copy of spider-man gta like they already said they will with fucking ps5 so i mean uh, they, they won't do that because it's bad it's bad PR essentially, Jake, because they'd be like, "Oh, it's going to be on sale for hundred dollars," and people are like, "Wait, they got to put their shit on sale already," and then they're going to think bad things about it. But if you go by Mike's logic, then they're like, people will buy it anyway because it's cheaper. It doesn't matter. Oh, they will. Like the general customer doesn't care about PR, but like maybe like stockholders and shit with that might care. They, they could bun- they could bundle something in with it though too. So let's say, oh, we're going to include the media remote, or we're going to include uh, the headphones, like for a limited time. Or, or the, the charging like base. If they they could charge yeah. an extra fifty bucks, and and I wouldn't give a shit to begin with. But if they get through in the charging base, I'd be cool. Uh, out of anything you could pick, you picked the media remote. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. It's People like are- no. The media remote. <laughs> People are driving out in droves because they get a free media remote. It is coming with the uh, the Astros I, Playroom. That is yeah. going with every system. It has uh, a packing game, which is that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which proves is be like, we're gonna Astro give you Bots. gears for free. <laughs> Astrobots <laughs> is cuter than Sackboy. <laughs> no, it's not at all. God. Sackboy Sack, Sack has an unfortunate I'm, name. First first of all, I can't like, say I can put my Astrobot on your face. It'd be funny. Like I can with Sackboy. Right, but funny. you also you have to admit to playing with Sackboy. Like, that is true. This is why we're, you know, like so highbrow comedy here. <laughs> we just go for that low. We have that low flow. Uh, we've so, been recording for just a few minutes and we've mentioned putting a dick on someone's face twice now. I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So outside of PS5, was there anything else anybody's played or seen or watched or anything that they want to talk about? Don't watch Artemis Fowl. Man, All I right. expected that movie to be bad, but it was oof. Like, no, no intentions. Feet. Yeah. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Never, like, never planned to. Well, like, I. I I went into it assuming like, all right, this will be bad, but it'll be like Disney bad. You know what I mean? Like where it still like has some charm or something like that. Oh my God. No. Like the movie ended and I was like, wait, that's where you chose to end this movie. Like there was literally no like flow to the entire story. It was just like, oh, this happens. This happens. This happens. We're done. Like it was fucking weird. I uh, I watched Space Force on Netflix, and let me tell you, that's one of the biggest fucking disappointments I think I've ever seen. Really, so much talent, yeah. and it's not good. It's oh, a great a cast. Sp- it's great showrunners. It's just not laugh out loud funny is what I was expecting it to be. Not at it's all, especially with all that talent. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I still watched it is because I didn't like The Office season one or Parks and Rec season one. So hopefully, if they make a season two, you know they fix it. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I only can remember his name, Jim Yang, Jin Yang from. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think his name is like Jimmy James or something like that. Anyways, he was on Joe Rogan and he was talking about Space Force and how his dad got like a role in the show. And I was like, oh man, I should just probably watch this. And you guys just basically deflated all of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess I'll just live with the story he told on the podcast. That's <laughs> what this segment's now, now, for: Jin deflating Yang, your dreams. <laughs> Make Chinese YouTube. Like, how is he going to make that now that you aren't going to support his show? <laughs> I mean, like, Space Force has moments at least, though. Like, it's not, it's just not as good as everybody expected it to be. But I don't know that yeah. I would call it like trash television. Yeah. yeah. I just said disappointed. Yeah. Not, not trash. I will uh, highly recommend on Netflix. It's called Middle Ditch and Sorch. Yes. It's uh, Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middle Ditch. Thomas is from. Uh, oh, yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah. Ben Schwartz's Parks and Rec voice of Sonic. It's basically just the it's a full improv show with just the two of them. And they do various characters and they take all the the suggestions from the audience and they just run with it. And it's like 45 minutes to an hour. There's three episodes. It's fantastic. Yeah, I've seen it's, a couple. I, of uh, it is funny. I laughed harder at that than I think anything in a long time. Mm-hmm. Wes, you're definitely beating a drum for that. <laughs> I know I am because it's it was so good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so let's. Uh, that, that was good. I like it, but we like to keep the segment sort of short. Mike's computer is restarting, so never mind. Let's keep this segment going a little bit longer. <laughs> hey, fine. I will. I'll toot my own horn again. Uh, I one hundred percent of The Last of Us. Oh shit! Oh wow! Uh, on PS4 with remastered. I grounded. Grounded plus. Got the platinum, did it wow. left behind fully. How long did it take you to get through it on the, the hardest difficulty? 
So the first time I went through Ungrounded, it took me 25 hours. Holy shit. Because there's no listen mode at all. Right. You've got to be aware of your surroundings, and the resources are beyond limited. But weirdly, it is, I think, the best way to play that game. Because you don't get that superhuman ability to like listen through walls, right? Um, it feels it feels more realistic than it already is. Uh, that makes right. sense. It is it that was my most sought after platinum, and I was overjoyed when it finally happened. Huh? Multiplayer I know. like is great, but the trophies suck when it comes to multiplayer. <laughs> oh, faction. Yeah, I was like flirting with the idea, and then I just I can't go through it that many times. Because I, I, I have the I have the ending right now. I don't know if we spoilers or whatever. I'm at the hospital, and yeah. so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave it right here. And then once the game like part two comes out, I'm gonna play that you know that last you know thirty minutes or whatever, and then go straight into like last was part two. But yeah. I commend you for that because I had it. I have it on normal, and um, when you control the other character in the game. Mm-hmm. I almost just said fuck it because there was a part where you're with the, the one guy and you have to yeah. keep fighting off the clickers. And that took me probably about 45 minutes or so. And I yeah. I literally was about to just say, just fuck it. That took me three and a half hours and ground. Oh my God. Because I had yeah. such limited ammo. Like there was. Yeah, that was. I had a problem sucked. with it on normal. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine. Like that was it, tough. It got to like knowing the pattern where to run to. It's like beat by beat, paid by numbers. Oh but. God. I, uh, I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem trophying games or anything like that because I don't, I don't like replaying games that often unless mm-hmm. it, it really deserves it. And um, I also find it so hard to just like do the hard difficulties because I don't like a game that frustrates me to the point where I want to fucking spike my controller into the ground. I'm like, I just want to. I, I want to play the story. Yeah. I want to enjoy the story. I don't want to hate this game and never play it again. You know? Yeah. I'm like in the Last middle. Us, with by that. the way, my favorite game ever made. I think it's <laughs> top notch. Like. Mm-hmm amazing production value story like the animation everything yeah the best game not my favorite game but the best left behind that, is fantastic too yeah the dlc for that is that's really cool just yeah, I, I, I started the comics i have it i i want to read that Re-read. within yeah. this week before five days away like i can't i know it's so I weird. control myself <laughs> I did. I did start. I did start to try to replay through it, and I got to where you first get into what is the first the first big city you go to is like Pittsburgh, right? And you're going yeah. through the you're going through the building, and you come into that. Uh, you drop down, and you got the the one clicker in there, but then you have a bunch of uh, the other guys kind of walking around. You have to like sneak up and take them all out. And mm, I yep. I was playing it like real late at night and I got stuck on that part and died probably five or six times. I was like, fuck it. And I haven't gone back to it yet. I was like, how did I ever beat this game? To begin with? <laughs> if there's one, like I would quote unquote bad section, it's Pittsburgh. There's a lot yeah. there that I think could probably take it out. I love the Henry and Sam, Sam stuff that could totally be kept in, but it just, yeah. there's some things they could have skipped, like the whole armored car thing. That was a little too much. Right. That was that uncharted moment in there for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I'm curious to how much uh, of that's going to be. What were you going to say, Wes? I feel like they've... Oh, go, oh, go ahead, Jamar. Oh. Go ahead, Jamar. Oh, no, I was just saying, uh, I was trying to see if, you know, maybe Mike returned. He has not, not yet. so go ahead, Wes. <laughs> oh, so I played a, a VR game that Jamar and I picked up recently um, called Trover Saves the Universe. Hell and yeah. I've wanted to play this game for so long, like, you know, since it launched, and 
you know, I wanted to wait until it was kind of on a, a good price. And I, that's probably one of the funniest games I've ever played. It's so meta and aware it's a video game. And there's so many, the branches of dialogue, depending on what you do. Um, and, and I also think it has like one of the best uses of VR technology because you have to utilize height and it, it, it works so well. I, I believe you, but you got to try Astrobot, man. I, uh, yeah, I won't take anything away from like the story, but Astrobot literally made me feel like a child again. And just like in wondrous awe of like, wait, what if I looked over here? Holy crap, there's something there. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it does a weird thing with VR that makes me feel like truly connected, which I know that Trevor does, or Trover does the same thing. Um, so it's going to be interesting to you playing, like going from that to this one or going yeah. to like Astrobot after that. But there's like so many moments where I was like, Oh it's my a, god. <laughs> it's a hefty claim when it comes to Astrobot, but like it I get the same feeling the first time I played Mario 64. Yeah, that's kind a of the sense analogy. of awe and like like holy wait. Crap. This is possible? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's just it's just fun. Story-wise there's pretty much no story there in a sense of it is but it isn't. But um <laughs> it's just it's fun. But it does a lot of things. It feels like Mario Galaxy at some points too, like the, you know, I don't know. But yeah, that that one I'm really interested in seeing, like your perspective of that, because like it was a lot of it's kind of the similar thing of like yeah. look over here and then you mm -hmm. see things like that. But it's also a I, platformer too, which is like, I need to play it. Um, but you know, Call of Duty released their update and you know, us and Call of Duty, <laughs> we're back on there. Yes, we have a problem. But we Call of Duty will be trouble. definitely getting put to the side here once you know Last of Us comes out. I also can't I don't know if I, do does everyone here have a PSVR or just Jamar? Uh, I do. Wes does, and okay. Mario. Yeah. I I don't know if you can see it behind me, but right there, that artwork that's from Moss. I can't recommend the game Moss higher. It is a VR platformer. It's told through the like a fairy tale. Little mouse. It's a little yeah. mouse. Um, and you're just going through the storybook pages, and it does a way where kind of like astrobat where you have to like lean over and solve puzzles to get the little mouse through all these sections and it's would, it's it's really really cool i remember the the demo and i was like mm -hmm. man I, I really like this i just i guess it's like we've kind of we've been burned on a few psvr titles I'd oh say i get stuff, it right? so i'm like <laughs> is it is it is almost oh, you know what I, mean? like, mm -hmm. I get it <laughs> But yeah, you should definitely want to check that out for sure. That's on my short list of VR titles. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're still yeah, waiting on Mike. So whatever else we have to say. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 go back to the PS5, right? So we had the PS5 reveal, and they talked about some different titles. What title excited you guys the most, or what, what's what's your top three from that reveal? Oh, God. I, I can give one because uh, Little Devil Inside top. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one game, like I mean, all of the games got me kind of like hype. There was a few of them were like, oh, okay, cool. But one that I just kind of went back because I, I was doing a thing of like watching them now on like like 4K, like watching them on my TV and stuff, and like looking at the games and seeing them in like the trailers that they you know posted and Ratchet and Clank. I am like really into this game. I don't know why. Like I literally only played the the remake in like 
I don't know, 20 something, whatever, when the movie came out, it was like 2016 or whatnot. And I am actually, that's probably the game I'm most excited to see because it looks like it would really show off like the power of the PlayStation 4. I mean, I'm sure all the PlayStation Five, five. <laughs> yeah. but I'm I sure all the other games that. that were there. But like, I feel like Spider Man is going to show off the speed of like the SSD and you know all that. But God, man, that game looks so gorgeous in 4K, mm-hmm. and it's one of the yeah. only ones that were running like native 4K from the, uh, I'm, the uh, demo. I'm kind of hyped for that All Stars Destruction too. If it's like, yeah, it's game looks fun. fun. Like it would be like, I mean, it, it feels like it captured like that spirit of rocket league with a little bit more uh mm. action i guess like not that rocket league isn't doesn't have its own action but just the like whole point of it is to blow up the other cars and shit which is one of the funnest yeah. things to do in rocket league yeah <laughs> so i was excited for obviously spider-man is going to be awesome i'm really excited for that um and it's really cool they showed off a new resident evil i like the lot resident evil 7 a lot so i'm excited yeah. to see you know, then bring like werewolves into it, and it seems like it's gonna be really fun, dude. That but, that trailer, I was like, oh, is this Resident Evil? This looks like Resident Evil, and then it's like, then they say Chris or whatever, and I was like, oh, it's totally Resident Evil, and it's like Village, and I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And then it fades into the eight, and I was like, oh god, okay, whew. <laughs> well, I knew it was Resident Evil because I saw the Umbrella Corp logo yeah. in the trailer, and I was like, what? And then it made sense at the end. But the thing that really surprised me was like the games that they announced that are new IPs. Like Returnal, I don't know what the fuck that game's about, but it looks awesome. And Return Prag- House Mark, baby. Yeah, Pragmata, Deathloop, Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo. I think it's Deathloop awesome. is really cool. Well, uh, Mike and I actually saw like Deathloop and um, Ghostwire last year when we went to E3 for the the showcase that we went to. Um, Did you know there were going to be PS5 titles at the time? No, no. They, I mean, they said they were like looking into that um as like a possibility but like they weren't like confirmed by any means gotcha um, so it's kind of cool to see those um pop up yeah Deathloop could be very very cool if it works the way i'm i'm kind of hoping it works so yeah i want to see more i I think death loop would be awesome if it was a competitive 1v1 where you're one you're like the dude assassin and then the other person's the other assassin and they just have to hunt you while you kill the other eight people and then if you lose it just reboots and you try again like i think that'd be a lot of fun well i got news for you you can set it to whether the the woman assassin is either the ai or other people invading your game well there you go yep it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool it's crazy that both that and ghostwire are also timed exclusives for ps5 Oh, I didn't even uh, catch that. Yeah, a That's PS Blog afterwards. Ghostwire and Deathloop have a year of exclusivity for wow. PS5. Oh, wow. That's huge. Is, which is nuts. I mean, I get it from Sony's perspective. Give their first party stuff time to yeah. work on whatever's coming next. But I I know how I felt when Rise of the Tomb Raider had a year yeah. of exclusivity. And I couldn't play that until a year later. and took me even longer. So the fact that people saw those two games last year at E3 and were hyped for it and now that's kind of crazy have to wait <laughs> if you're an Xbox owner and you're not getting PS5 uh, I think they're awesome. coming to PC though at the same time that's I think true. it's a console mm-hmm. exclusive that's fair versus yeah. like I think Rise of Tomb Raider wasn't that one like only on um Xbox yeah, or whatever and, that's and good point. it didn't even come out on PC until like a year later too I think mm-hmm. I since like uh, I remember. Mike isn't here I can speak for him his favorite game announced was Bug Snacks I knew you were going to say that. That is one of mine. I love that. (laughs) He's excited to go eat some strawberries with eyeballs attached to him. Strawberry arms for some reason. 
I'm very, very glad that they added like <laughs> from the makers of Octodad because the whole thing made more sense once that happened. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, what the fuck is this? And then they're like, oh yeah, we made Octodad. And you're like, oh, okay. So it's just going to be fucking weird and goofy on purpose. Okay. <laughs> it's literally the you are what you eat game. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but it only changes like your arms. It's so weird. Well, no, the bodies change. Yeah. Oh, did they change? So, like, the first thing you eat would be your like your right hand, then your left hand, right foot, left foot, then your legs, okay. then your torso, then your head, kind of thing. It looked yeah. like. Okay. So, <laughs> is anyone like disappointed that there was no knack three? I mean, a little bit. Just because, <laughs> I, just because I was hoping for the 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 donkey video about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, what? No knack. I feel like oh, the oh, neck was like always, I, yeah, oh, like, yeah. This is the power of the PlayStation Four. The one that's particle effect. <laughs> the game that surprised me a little bit that they even showed was the NBA 2K game. Because one, it wasn't really <laughs> gameplay footage, but it's like NBA, like the 2K, well, anything like the NBA games, the Madden games, and stuff like that. They come out every year, so I guess I was just a little surprised that we saw we saw that on there. Well, didn't uh, the watch Xbox the, One have a sports game okay. on there? Yeah, Madden. Madden. Yeah, Madden. Uh, yeah, they had so Madden. I got kind you. of like, yeah. So I, I watched like- the um, Digital Foundry's like recap of it, and you know they're all about like pixels and ray tracing and all that stuff. And that was basically what that 2K21 demo was was to show it running like the PS5 hardware running ray tracing. Like all that lighting and stuff was done like purely through like the ray tracing. Ah, yeah. uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, that what makes sense. The, what was the game that came uh, that they like talked about that looked like the Epic demo a couple weeks ago, and then like Kina, like, one of you guys, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Or wait, no. Or no, was that Project Athia? Oh. Yeah, because it was uh, whatever one it was. Some one of the guys in the chat was like, "Oh yeah, look, that new Tomb Raider looks good." Oh yeah, that was uh, she was jumping from yeah, like yeah. ledge to ledge. Like, that was, ledge, yeah. Was it Project Athia, I think. Uh, was it, oh, yeah, Athia. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that was a screenshot that I think we initially they showed in the um in the tech de- or the tech uh, press conference they did. They showed like a one screen grab, and I feel like it was from that game because I feel like I saw her in that that area that they had that screen grab from. So it kind of made sense that they showed that. Could be wrong, but I don't know. Mike. It doesn't yeah, matter because Michael has finally returned, so we can end hey. this and move on uh, with the show. I, I had to reboot fucking Discord three times because it wouldn't let me log in. All right. <laughs> Did it also well, reboot your mic? Is it having issues? It yeah, just, not... I think it's picking up from your camera. Yeah, you sound like Oh, shit. I'm going to fix that then. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest show talking- ever. <laughs> PlayStation 5 recap. AKA so the, the last episode we talked about overrated games and you mentioned Gran Turismo. Yes. And then I they did. showed Gran Turismo 7. How do yep. you feel about that? I was uninterested. No, it looks pretty. I mean, just like any other Gran Turismo game, I guess, you know, I racing games in general tend to not really attract my interest all that much. So you know, I, I just, it looks pretty. It looks good. Might I play it to try it out? Maybe. Am I ever going to buy it? No, just because it's, it's just, I don't have a lot of time to play games at, to begin with. So just driving around in circles for a little while just doesn't really pique my interest. Gotta so. get your license, dude. Yeah, need to buy that Need for Speed Underground 2 remake. Yeah. <laughs> no, I play, no. I, 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 I want a remake of Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. 
Ooh, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Midnight Club. Gator Boost. I remember Midnight Club 2 for PlayStation 2 because it came out when PlayStation 2 launched pretty early and on. And oh, God, I love just driving around the streets in that game. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny because I, right, I, I always called Need for Speed Carbon the uh, carbon copy of Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. Anyway, all right. So moving on. Um, now that we've talked about all that. Let's go ahead and get into the main event. So for this week's main event, the fanboys will be creating the next Rocksteady DC video game. So we're really excited about this one. So we got Wes, we have Jake, and we have Mike on the show this week. Wes and Mike have chosen their topics, or Wes and Jake have chosen their topics, but Mike did not get his chance to because he is our bitch of the week. So Basically, this is how the main event works. All the fighters will be given an intro round to bring up their topic. They'll be given a 30-second attack round where they're just going to destroy each other's ideas, and that's going to be followed up by a 30-second round where they can defend themselves against the previous onslaught. Then we're going to enter into a final round where they can wrap up their argument into a pretty little bow, and in between each round, the fanboys will be judged. The goal is to win, but the real motivation is to not be the loser. The loser of the show will be deemed the new or (laughs) returning bitch of the week. So basically, the bitch of the week is the Fanboy Fight Club punishment. This is bestowed upon the loser of each episode. So since Mike is the bitch of the week, if he happens to lose again, he will be the double bitch of the week for the second time. And then if he loses for the third time, he'll be our first ever triple bitch of the week, and of which he will be demoted to judge and ridiculed and uh, not being allowed to compete for a couple of weeks until we're confident that he can actually come up with a decent argument. I know we're really creative with the names, but. Let's go ahead and get everything started. So Jamar and Kyle are going to be serving as judges. So I'm going to kind of moderate and keep everything going. So they're going to be giving a score to the fanboys on their arguments. And then we're going to use that score to compile it to the end to see who wins. So let's start off with round number one, the intro round. And it's going to be Wes going first. Perfect. Well, thank you for attending Warner Brothers Virtual 2020 presentation. Before we leave, we have one more game that we'd like to show you. Many of you have been wondering what this game studio has been up to. Let's talk about it. Our game begins with shots of a beautiful city. An explosion can be seen and a siren is heard in the distance. We switch to seeing people hiding behind counters and laying on the ground. A security guard pulls out a gun and then is frozen in place. A white boop steps in the frame as we pan up and we see none other than Captain Cold. He is currently robbing a bank with his henchmen. A chaotic scene is erupted with the henchmen attempting to take as much money as they can. A flash of lightning is seen as a red character appears. The Scarlet Speedster has arrived to stop them. This is where you take over as the Flash. You will soon learn controlling Flash is simple. We've integrated the Batman Arkham fight system with a brand new bolt processing to create smooth renders and no graphical tears as you run at lightning speeds. We have utilized this technology in two ways. The first being the normal Flash speed. He's able to run fast through the entire city, up walls, and all around to create a brand new gaming experience. The second is through the fight mechanics. If an enemy fires a gun, the Flash is able to enter the speed zone. When an object approaches the Flash, he can run so fast that time slows down and is easily able to dodge projectiles and maneuver through groups of enemies. Lightning will spurt from his body as he enters this mode. The bank opening will stand for an introduction on how to control the Flash. Here you will learn the basics. After you defeat the enemies, you are presented with the title, Rockstar Studios Presents The Flash. 
The Flash game will revolve around controlling Barry Allen as you save Central City from his gallery of villains. Barry Allen is currently living a good life. He works as a forensic scientist, planning a wedding with his beautiful fiance Iris West, and fights crime as the Flash. It seems like life cannot get any better for Barry. The scene switches to show a dark Central City. Everything is peaceful when a bright flash of lightning erupts and someone enters Central City. The flash of lightning continues running until it reaches the tallest building and then stops. We see Reverse Flash in his yellow suit overlooking the city. The main protagonist in the Flash game is Eobard Thawne, also known as the Reverse Flash. In the initial conception phase, Rockstar believed utilizing the arch nemesis of the Flash would not only create a compelling narrative, but also exciting gameplay. Utilizing both speedster speeds as you fight through the city will create a new gameplay experience. Of course, Reverse Flash won't be the only villain you have to battle in the game. Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Heat Wave, Weather Wizard, King Shark, and Gorilla Grodd all play a prominent part. Throughout the Flash, you'll be able to find spinning lightning bolts hidden all over the city. These collectibles are used to obtain new skills such as the Sonic Boom Attack, Stronger Lightning Bolts, and Speed Vortexes. Experience points will be collected for defeating enemies, and missions will level up Barry. Experience points can be utilized to upgrade Barry, making him faster, stronger, have more health, and add running skills for, to Barry to create very fluid gameplay when you're running at your top speed. As far as unlockables go, there are also different types of suits you can unlock to continue to level up your character. Each suit will require a specific level and a number of lightning bolts to unlock. Suits that you see in this game include Jay Garrick's classic suit, Red Death, Dark Flash, Injustice Suit, Kid Flash, Feature Flash, and the Season 1 suit from the CW Flash TV series. There will be multiple side missions available as you continue through your story. Just a few examples of side missions in The Flash include Barry Allen's forensic scientist job. Here you have to solve multiple murders throughout the city and figure out who the murderer is. Another example is racing Superman through the city. There are multiple races that you experience as Superman and they are increasing difficulty as you advance through the game. Such as the Central City Miners basketball team is playing a game where an explosion is set off. The Flash must save the people inside before time runs out. The trickster has planted traps all over the city, and Barry must solve these puzzles to escape and discover where the trickster is hiding. There are a lot of other side missions in The Flash that are also waiting to be discovered. The Flash will utilize Unreal Engine 5 to create beautiful visuals and fluid transitions from fighting enemies to speeding through the stage of Central City. Rocksteady has been able to utilize the hardware in both the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X to create a vast, beautiful open world with virtually no load times. More impressively, you can run from one side of the city to the next without a moment of lag. Running past skyscrapers and cars at high rates of speeds created a challenge for our team, and we were able to solve it. Rocksteady began development on this title six years ago as it overlapped with Batman Arkham Knight. We waited a while to announce the game until we knew we were ready to launch. With that said, The Flash will officially be a launch title for both the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. We're excited to see you enjoy the experience as you discover a city, its unlockables, and all its characters. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for that, Wes. So we got Jake coming up next. All right, Jake, what do you got for us? All right. We're shifting things a little bit farther away from our own planet Earth at the beginning of our next game. We start the game with you taking control of a member of the Reach, an ancient enemy of the Guardian of the Universe, as they control or as they seek to control members of an alien race on a far distant planet, and you you will be helping them take over that planet and wipe them out. But this is just the first chapter of the game. Once this chapter is over, we will uh, follow a scarab as it 
teleports near Earth and gets into a fight with the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, you will actually be controlling the Scarab, pretty much just avoiding all these uh, Green Lanterns. It's going to be a fun kind of different twist on seeing the Green Lanterns being the aggressors in this situation. Um, as you get injured, you will fall to Earth and uh, crash near a Mayan temple. Flash forward quite a few uh, years, and you will be dug up by, let's call them treasure hunters for now. Uh, these treasure hunters will then uh, get in a fight with other treasure hunt hunters over this mysterious beetle. And as this fight's happening, we see Jaime Reyes and his brother driving in El Paso, Texas. The Scarab escapes the in the ensuing battle and will reach Jaime and bind to his spine. So that is the birth of the Blue Beetle, uh, which for those of you who don't know, the Blue Beetle is a pretty amazing, uh, let's call it a creature, right? Well, we can call it a creature. With all of its powers, it has the ability to uh, act on its own volition. So we kind of incorporated it into the gameplay where every once in a while, as the bond between Jaime and the Scarab is not very strong, the Scarab will do what it wants. Uh, it will give him the powers of, he wants. It will transform his arm, the body armor into guns that it wants to use or the swords when it wants to do it. You don't get to choose until you increase that bond with the the scarab. But once you do, you'll have the complete array of Blue Beetle abilities at your disposal. Um, so this is going to take the combat from the former Batman games, uh, the Arkham Asylum games, and increase it into the next kind of level and you know, allow people to have that pow that true power fantasy, uh, and let them take over. Uh, um, it, it's I don't want to say more powerful than Batman, but a lot more variety in what you can do in the combat system than in the previous Batman game. And since we're using the re uh, the Blue Beetle, we can also um, you know pretty much bring in a wider variety of characters from the overall DC universe. You will have Ted Kord, the, the prior Blue Beetle, um, assisting Jaime in his quest to figure out what the scare, what makes the Scarab tick, um, along with Dr. Fate uh, popping in and out every once in a while, telling him you know a little bit of information here and there. Because he is Dr. Fate, he can't be too direct with whatever he says. Um, you'll also be able to visit multiple locations in this game. You'll be able to be in uh, the giant city of Metropolis, and you will also be able to be in the small town of El Paso, where Jaime lives. One of the cool things about us picking Jaime is his his family is relatively normal for a, a, a DC comic book. He, you know, he has both of his parents still. There wasn't some great tragedy that led him on a path to be a superhero, it was more just kind of fate that allowed this to happen. Um, but it also gives you more of a, a emotional connection to the character. He will be very um, empathetic in a lot of his decisions. And when it does get to the point where, you know, your family is on the line, it, we hope that that brings the urgency that we hope it does to the game. Um, 
with all of this going on with the space and transferring between the cities um we will have uh we would like to announce that we will not have any loading times beyond the initial loading level so that that means that you can go straight from outer space into the planet into metropolis and then zip over to el paso granted when uh, the blue beetle flies you won't it'll be very very quick and you won't really be able to just casually you know cross the entire united states but it is a very impressive feat of our technology that we have been able to figure out space battles and ground battles all with the same engine um and that is blue beetle all right thank you jake for that all right last but not least we have our bitch of the week Michael, what do you got for us? Okay, so normally I'd start with some fancy dramatic presentation, but that rarely goes anywhere for me, so I'm going to focus more on what makes my game great. After years of rumors and teasing Superman in the Arkhamverse, with little Easter eggs here and there throughout the Arkham games, today's the day you finally get it. However, just not quite in the way you expect. In LexCorp Metropolis, you play as Lex Luthor, the game will take place two years into Superman being in Metropolis. We will bring back the cast from the animated series reprising their roles, including Tim Dolly and Clancy Brown to play Lex Luthor. Now I know what you're saying. That sounds boring as fuck. Why would I want to play Office Simulator as Lex Luthor? Well, that's the thing. Across all mediums, Luthor is known for manipulating and even creating some of Superman's greatest foes. Some people would even reference that to Batman v Superman with the Lex that a lot of people didn't like. And I get that, but if you look at the animated series and at the comics, he does it there too, but he does it a lot better. In the game, you will not only play as Lex, but you'll play as these villains to which he either creates or enlists to fight Superman. You will have the main boss battles, where you play as select villains such as Metallo, Bizarro, and Parasite. And then you also have little mini battles that uh, consist of lo lower level characters like Toy Man and Livewire. Side missions will primarily be about sabotage, gathering supplies and intel, uh, even getting like guinea pigs for experiments, all to kind of fuel both creating your suit to eventually fight Superman yourself, and to build your army of supervillains that will face Superman. In the boss battles, you'll play as each villain who has their own special abilities and fighting style, while still staying true to the free flow that we've seen in all of our previous Arkham games. Of course, at the end of every battle, Superman will ultimately beat the villain and they'll get thrown in into lockup at Star Labs. But this is all just to distract soups while Lex builds his armor. Don't think we forgot about Easter eggs. There will be plenty to see in Metropolis, LexCorp, and other locations throughout the game. You will see hints to future villains in the series. You'll see news headlines about the events that take place in Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And you may even see a pod uh, holding the clone of uh, Connor Kent. You are probably thinking the final battles give you Superman versus Lex. But once you escape your fight with Superman, you make it back to LexCorp, you discover that your satellite transmissions have finally been answered. Pause Darkseid, him 
I'm sorry. We lost one of our judges. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm back. All right. You're back and ready to go. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Keep you on, Mike. All right. So once you get back to LexCorp, you discover that your satellite transmissions have been answered and Darkseid himself will be waiting for you. You'll make a deal with him to kill Superman, which leads to the first and only choice you have to make in the game. Choice A, you play as Darkseid and you fight Superman. Choice B, you realize Darkseid is going to destroy the Earth and you suit up to fight alongside Superman to defeat him. If you choose option A, the fight ends with you killing Superman and the forces of Apocalypse boom tubing to Earth to destroy it. The game then cuts the black and rewinds so that way you can choose correctly and choose option B and help stop Darkseid so the series can continue. The game will feel just like the Arkham games you know and love, reworking the free-throw combat for every single villain that you play as. The detective abilities will be reworked for many missions with Lex where you have to go into other countries or secret labs and kind of discover things and figure out what's going to work best to create these villains and to create your exo-armor. And all of this is going to happen, but we're still going to make sure to stay true to the game series that you fell in love with and followed us through. And make sure you feel at home, just like you always have with DC Rock City games. We may not be giving you a new Batman game, which I know is disappointing, but I promise you'll be talking about this game and we'll be looking forward to the next installments. LexCorp Metropolis hits PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X in summer of 2021. Oh, and one last thing. After the credits, you will see the Hall of Doom emerge from a swamp, setting up not only a sequel, LexCorp Legion, but further expanding our universe to bring endless possibilities. You thought a decade-long payoff to the MCU was good? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right, fantastic, fantastic first round. Appreciate the effort, guys. So let's hear from our judges. Who wants to go first? Jamar, um, you want to I, show them how it's done? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. This is, this is really tough. Initially, I thought, all right, I'm only going to do it from the mindset of, like, a trailer. But then each one of you guys gave a very unique, like, approach to it. So it's made it super, super hard. Um, but I'm going to go with – I'm just going to go with what I have. So I'm going to West Mike, Jake. All right, Kyle. How do you got it set? Uh, yeah, I was I was listening to it. Uh, I was also in the mindset of trying to envision a trailer, but we got a bunch more of that. And I would actually agree with Jamar's rankings: Wes, Mike, and Jake. All right, all right. So the scores are in for the first round. So that's going to move us into the second round. And in the second round, this is where. The fanboys get the opportunity to totally just shit on everybody else's idea. So this is the fuck everyone round. And for this round, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. We're going to start with Jake. He's going to get the first opportunity to lay into his competition. So, Jake, I'm going to hit the button to start whenever you are ready, sir. All right. Cool. You're muted. There we go. All right. Sorry. Cool. <laughs> All right, let me know when you're ready. He's probably like cutting a promo and just not. He's <laughs> no, usually I, I mute my mic by like just flipping the headset up or like the microphone, but I actually did it with a button that time. So I, I was very confused. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway. All right. All right. I'm ready when you are. So, as soon as you start talking. 
So let's start with the Flash game. The Flash has had multiple seasons of TV shows that just steadily start lo- or have kept losing viewership. They've already covered the story of Flash versus Reverse Flash, and it barely was compelling in the TV show. I don't see how you can make a 80-hour game doing that. And as far as Mike's goes with uh, le- be- being able to play Lex Luthor, in these types of games, playing as the villain doesn't usually work out too well. Um, all I can picture is like a weird Hitman game where you're trying to like also stop. micromanage shit. Stop, 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 stop. Alright, alright, alright. So next, and the fuck everyone around, it's going to be Mike. So Mike, I'm going to reset my clock. I got it here waiting for you. So as soon as you're ready, start talking and I'll start the clock. All right. So let's start with Wes. The Flash game sounds absolutely fantastic until you get to the point where you didn't tell us at all how you're going to make it challenging for the Flash. Fastest man alive. You didn't give us any villains that and how they're going to be able to stop you. It's just, oh, he's going to go into super speed. He's going to do super speed, super speed. Also, you had no Easter eggs. What the hell are you doing? That's all Rocksteady games are all about. That's what everyone loves about the Arkham City games is just going in and finding all the extra stuff. And as far as Jake goes, Blue Beetle, first off, I don't even know what the point of your game is, except for it's about Blue Beetle. You gave us no plot points. You didn't give us any villains. It's just, oh, there's this kid, Stop. and he became him. Stop. Are you me, your, your camera said 28 seconds when you told me to stop. No, it said 30 seconds when I told you to stop. <laughs> it said 28. As one of the judges, it did say 28 when he said All right, well, I guess, I guess the camera <laughs> might have a slight <laughs> delay then. Your game made no sense, and you need to... I don't fucking know. I lost my place. No, no load times. Welcome to PS5. <laughs> All right, so finally in the fuck everyone around, we have Wes. Wes, I got the timer ready. Just let me know when you're ready. You're muted too, so just so you know. Oh, that's fine. All right. Okay. I'm ready when you are. All right. Go ahead and start talking. All right, Jake. You mentioned. All right. Here we go. Sorry. I just went the wrong one. Okay, cool. Uh, Jake, Big Bad Beetleborg's the game. Sounds awesome. I personally like Blue Beetle, but you're talking about creating a AAA game with a C grade character. Warner Brothers would need to make a popular movie before the game would ever be made. And Lex Luthor, a game where you fight Superman, that sounds like a one sided fight. In all honesty, the Lex Luthor game sounds so boring and generic. There's nothing here that would push Rocksteady to create a new experience. And no one will buy a game to put them to sleep. There are sleep apps on an iPhone that will do that for them. There's no need to spend $60 to go to sleep. That's all I need. All right. Stop. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So another tough round. Everybody did a great job there. So uh, what do you got, Jamar? Um, again, very close. But for my reasons, I have, I have, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to read what I had wrote down, but I read it backwards. So <laughs> I got to say that. Anyways, I have Mike, Jake West. Hmm. Um, right. man, this was tough. It really was. I'm going to go with uh, Mike, Wes, and Jake as the ranking. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to go to round three. This is the don't come on, I mean, don't come for me round. So basically in this round, they're going to defend from the previous round. So this round, we're starting off with Mike. Mike, I got the clock here. I'll, I'll even give you two extra seconds to make up for if I if I robbed you last round. So I right. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, so as soon as you start, I'll start the clock. Let's start with Jake. You say plays the villain never works. I haven't seen any sort of superhero game where he plays the villain. So I don't know 
you're talking about. Also, you said that it, my game sounds boring and doesn't, like, why would you want to play as Lex Luthor? I gave you multiple villains, Metallo, Bizarro, even Darkseid, you could play as the whoop Superman's ass, so you can kindly fuck off. As far as West goes, all you've given me is, oh, it sounds boring, oh, it, one side fate. Have you ever watched, seen, or, like, read anything Superman? He always gets his ass beat by his villains before eventually coming back. That's how it works with every superhero story, so maybe you should do some research next time before you try to shit on something that you clearly know nothing about. And I don't need my two Stop. seconds. Well, you did, but you're, you, you needed it to say that. seconds on my end after you said stuff. <laughs> Jason, uh, you're just in the future is what it is. Yeah, I'm looking at the clock you, through you, my you need, camera. You need so to I fix see what, I see what time you're lagged out on our end. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. Now we're moving on to Wes. Wes, I got the time on the clock. Let me know when you're ready. I'll start when you do. All right, so Jake mentioned the Flash TV show. You're talking about a soap opera TV show. The game would utilize the comics, which is drastically different from the TV show. With that said, the Flash show on the CW is the highest rated show that they have, showing that there's an audience for the Flash, and it's been the highest rated for quite a while. Mike, you mentioned difficulty. There's no need to mention that. The Arkham games never mentioned difficulty, and if I think about it, what game has mentioned, hey, this game's hard as shit. Get ready for it. Nobody does. And Easter eggs? I was also unaware I needed to talk about every single aspect of the game. Of course there's Easter eggs. It's fucking so, rock steady. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's bring some fire. So now it's time for Jake. Jake, you got 30 seconds to defend yourself. Just go ahead and start, and I'll start the clock. All right. Wes, you said that it's a C-grade character in a triple-A game, but the Blue Beetle has triple-A humor, triple-A powers and that is one of the reasons why you can bring him into this universe and have him and have the game just explode in popularity it's about exposure for him it's not uh, taking a base hero that already exists and has a very popular following mike like i don't even i didn't want to get into who the villain was because that is part of the charm of the story and i didn't want to get too spoilery if anybody hadn't read the comics All right, all right, all right. Another great round from the three of you. So let's go ahead and get the judges' scores. Kyle, you want to go first this time? Uh, sure. I've got it. Uh, Jake one, West two, Mike three. Okay. All right. Mine is similar in a sense. It goes, uh, Mike, Wes, Jake. Similar as in it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> all right all right all right so now we move into the final round so this round will not be timed it is our closing argument so this is just basically where everybody gets a chance to wrap it up in a bow we got Wes going first so Wes, whenever you're ready close us out all right uh, so the flash the flash game will utilize the tribe travel in this story which will create a freshing way to play as new areas will have new dangers there have been games such as Saints Row 4 that have dealt with super speed, but didn't give the proper time and development to make it fluid. With our Flash game, we have focused heavily on running at blazing speeds, such as Insomniac did with web, the Spider-Man's web slinging, because they focused on that and then created one of the best experiences as far as slinging throughout the city. We wanted to make sure we put a focus on that. Flash's speed is an important part of the character, and we wanted to put some love and creativity into it. Utilizing your lightning bolt upgrades will allow you to unlock different abilities to chain running combos, creating a fluid parkour feel as you run through Central City. A gallery of rogues also make the appearance in Flash, like I stated. Some will have minor roles as they will play bigger roles in future Flash games. 
We completed a beautiful story that we are excited for you guys to experience. The Arkham games utilized phenomenal fighting mechanics, and the Flash will utilize this while also adding speed as a factor. Through an alpha test, we have focused on chaining combos to create a unique and fun fighting experience. We could only create the Flash on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X due to the hardware. Previous hardware could not process this game quick enough, and when we received the next-gen dev kits, we realized the hardware can handle our vision. Before I finish, I wanted to discuss where we're going to be heading in the future of the Flash games. After the credits, a tease for the second game appears. Barry Allen wakes up in his bed to the sound of a fire alarm ringing. Confused, he bolts downstairs to discover someone is in his kitchen cooking breakfast when they set off the fire alarm. Barry approaches, then he discovers it's his mother, Nora. Nora apologizes to Barry for waking him. Barry, confused, can hear a TV nearby. As he approaches the television, he is shocked at what he sees. Central City's greatest hero, Captain Cold, has saved the day once again. The scene ends as we await the next game in our proposed trilogy, The Flash, Flashpoint. Thank you. My bad was muted. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. So, Jake, it's your turn to wrap it up. So, what do you got for us? All right. For those of you who are uninitiated into the Blue Beetle, uh, Jamie Reyes is a very unique character in their world. Um, he has that whip smart humor, um, and he also has in these incredible abilities of morphing his power armor into different things. Um, think like the nanotech armor on Iron Man if, if you don't know who the Blue Beetle is. But for those of you who do know who he is, you've been able to see his slow growth in the DC universe over the last decade or so. He's he was a major part of Batman Brave and the Bold, and he had, you know, some of his episodes were amazing in that. He was a major part in Young Justice, and he also had great episodes in that. He's been he was even chosen to be in the Injustice games, which not all DC heroes were, you know, they left out quite a few. Um, so that they're slowly folding him into the overall universe of DC and making him a, a, a bigger part of it. And this video game is the perfect opportunity to do that to the next level. Um, and, you know, Mike brought up earlier about the villains and stuff, and he has quite the wide range of villains, but our story would mostly focus on the, uh, scarabs coming back to earth um or the reach i'm sorry um and breaking their contract with the guardians of the universe to inhabit earth and take over the population this with all of the blue beetle um being in the presence of other members of the reach would cause him to turn into the blue scarab um and then it would be an internal struggle within jaime to kind of control that and get him back into where he wants to be it gives that extra emotional depth to a character that a lot of DC characters do lack to an extent um, that, you know, they they are very much just like truth and justice and, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is more of a personal story of Jaime learning to control this power with another intelligence. The Scarab is its own intelligence. So it's coming to grips with that um, and learning from that. Um, and then you also have tons of characters from the outer DC universe coming to assist him. Like I did, I already mentioned Ted Cord, the former Blue Beetle and Dr. Fate, but we also have the rest of the Young Justice. You get to play out that great episode where Blue Beetle beats the shit out of Damian Wayne. It was amazing. Like that's one of my favorite things that have ever happened for Blue Beetle. Um, 
and you get all of these interactions and you see how smart Jaime is when he, and, and funny he is when he interacts with all of these characters, it would probably be the funniest DC game that, or DC thing that they've ever released. And it would also help them transition out of this grim, dark universe that they're trying to build in all of their other shit. It does show that they do have the chops to bring a more lighthearted feel to the universe uh, as a whole. Um, and I think that's why, like, the Blue Beetle game would be the best one out of these three. All right, awesome, Jake. Thank you very much. Last but not least, in the bitch seat, we got Mike. Go ahead and wrap us up. Okay. So tonight, you've heard about three great games. Let's be honest. I, I personally play all three of them if I could. But one of them has to stand out. And let me tell you about the one that will do that. With LexCorp Metropolis, we will give you a new experience. And not just from you know it being about Lex Luthor and Superman instead of Batman and Joker, but we'll have things like the detective mode will now be intelligence mode. You'll still have things highlight up to kind of give you an idea where to go, but you'll get to hear Lex's inner thoughts while you do it. Whether it's him just talking shit about people in the room or actually saying things that might be useful. It just kind of gives you a little something extra to pay attention to and kind of add to who Lex Luthor is. You'll use this primarily during the side missions where you go around to laboratories, other countries, even LuxCorp itself, and you kind of go around to try to figure out how you're going to either enlist or create a new villain to stop Superman ultimately kill him, as your plan would be. In these fights, though, as I mentioned before, you're playing as these villains. So it's not you're playing a tower defense game as Lex at a computer. You are actually becoming these villains to fight Superman. And as most people know, these villains usually get the best of Superman until he figures out how to overcome their special abilities. For instance, if you're Parasite, you can absorb Superman's health. If you're Metallo, your kryptonite heart will weaken Superman until he figures out how to close your chest cavity and temporarily regain the ground during the fight. When you finally fight as Laxlo, you will have a mix of all these previous villains' abilities worked into your armor that you unlock throughout the battle, making it feel like there was a purpose to this. It wasn't just you going around and enlisting an army to kind of keep Superman at bay until you could do the job yourself. With LexCorp Metropolis, you're going to get cameos, Easter eggs, epic battles, humor because Lex is an asshole, and most importantly, great story. So ultimately, if one of these games has to get made and the other two can't, I feel like Lex versus Superman is the tale you need to kind of witness and play through. As much as I love The Flash and as much as I love Blue Beetle, I think we know who wins. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Another tough round. I do not envy the judges here. Jamar, what do you got for us, man? Um, so my approach is I've been just taking like notes on it and pulling out things from the arguments and then comparing them that way to like, you know, give me this idea. So with this one, um, well, I don't have to tell you why. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Um I'm going to go with Jake, Mike, and Wes. 
Uh, I am also starting off with Jake in the first position for that one. Um, but then going Wes and then Mike. All right. So I also have that, no clue who's like the score at all. So no, no, no. Okay. So <laughs> we do have an overall winner. The overall winner is Mike losing yeah, his bitch of the week yeah. seat. You give the biggest, the biggest dick, the character that's the biggest dick. Yep. About I, have no, I have no complaints here. I'm, How about I'm that? So funny. No complaints. All right. And now the new bitch of the week is going to be determined in our tiebreaker round. Wait, so we have is a your, tie. Is your, your, is your math wrong? Right? Yeah, I'm math not, not I don't think it's a tie either. It's hold not on, a hold tie. On. Your math is wrong. Four, five. Hold on, hold on. So three, four, five, six, seven. No, 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 it's not. Because you had six going into the fourth round. Jake had three going into the fourth round. Jake got four points, which gave him seven. You got one point, which gave going you into the last. No, you had here's, how, here's how the opening went. It went Wes, Mike, Jake, Wes, Mike, Jake. So yeah. it goes four to zero. Yeah. And you only got All one right. point in the second round. And then you're right. I got one point in the second round. And you got, one, got you got one point in the points. third round. No, I got two points in the third uh, round. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle said you last in the third round. No, he no. No, he, I said West second in the third. There round. we go. Oh, you did? Yeah. Jeez. Well, then I guess I, did. <laughs> I guess I got that confused. So my bad. So never mind. West got second place. So Jake is our new bitch of the week. My bad. This is, <laughs> Good job, I keep Harvey. I keep track every week. No, it's cool. I, 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 guess I, I, was, like, I, I was excited but confused. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's I do guess, it anyway." <laughs> I, I guess I guess I heard Kyle wrong. So I guess I got confused there. So my fault. I heard it wrong. Uh, so I'm sorry, Jake. You are the new bitch of the week. That means you will be competing in next week's show, and there will be no tiebreaker around, so I'm a little disappointed by that. So <laughs> I had one yeah, written out okay, as a like, just in case. I'd I, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't like hundred percent into this whole thing this week. I'm I, I, so that, that's on me. So whatever. No, I will honestly say the idea of not like having control of your character like in the gameplay, I was like, hell yeah, that's something so unique. Right? I, I was like, that's I, would, what I, was like, I would fucking play this game. Like <laughs> Jason, I cut me off. I was going to try a trash on that, but I, I ran out of time. Supposedly. I thought that was much closer. You um, still, you still, because it's just time. the end of the show and you guys can't argue anymore. I just want to point out uh, most of you guys mentioned no loading times, which is, you know, a lot of fast things, but don't mention like PlayStation 5 exclusive because that's what has the really, really fast SSD that will allow like those quick jumps. And then, Wes, how are you not going to bring up Infamous, man? You <laughs> had the second light. She's really, really fast. I was like waiting for that. I'm just as a PlayStation fanboy. Never played it. Not an infamous guy. <laughs> but those oh, are like things that I like. Danger. I was just surprised that no one like mentioned those uh, like argument points as well. But uh, yeah, it was, like it one, was one person. There were tight arguments all the way around. I had positives and negatives throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I wrote down like the notes each time just in case anyone was like, oh, you're trying to. And I'm like, no, I have. Very details, like very detailed things of like. I would play the hell out of all of them, by the way. But yeah. Oh, dude, Wes had me I'm at the Flash actually, game, and I was like, "Fuck, like, how am I gonna fight this? <laughs> how is it uh, not a Flash game? Like, <laughs> right? Like, it just just hire me. It makes so know? much sense. 
All right, cool, cool. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, and it, it was a, it was a great battle. Either uh, way you go around it, the, all the technical difficulties aside. So thank you, thank you guys all for listening this week is this week's episode of the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. The first rule of our podcast is that you must talk about our podcast. So make sure that you are sharing us with your friends and you're talking about us and telling about how creative and funny and awesome we are. Right? We are Media Junkies' flagship podcast, but this show uh, is the only one that has all five of us at least 90% of the time. We do offer so much more. You can catch Michael and I on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Mike also t- sells like t-shirts and stuff like that. You want to talk about that at all, Mike? You got anything coming up? Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I don't have any new designs, unfortunately. But if you go to tpublic.com, search Media Junkie, Fanboy Fight Club, Gimmick Minute, uh, Modern Toy Fair, Why Are You a Gamer, Rogue Agents, all of our podcasts. They'll bring up our logos and our designs. You click on one, there'll be a blue link that says Vault of Personality Comics. Click on that, takes you to my store. I've got all sorts of stuff, including they do sell masks now. So if you don't want to be an asshole at the time of a pandemic, you can order a mask. It may take a little while, as the three of us here know, but they turned out pretty fucking badass. So I'm happy with them. Um, right. We will have one new design, but it's good for Gimmick Minute. It's going to be the Less Sexy Co-Host t-shirt coming soon. All right, all right. Hey, uh, and you can also listen to Jamar. He and a guest will take a deep dive into why we play video games. Who do you got uh, coming up on Why Are You a Gamer? So yesterday, because this goes live on Tuesday and that goes live on Monday, I had to pull it up because I have Alex Kozinina. <laughs> oh, Alex Kozinina? Yeah, because yeah, you know he is. He's a kind of funny best friend. Um, he hosts uh, the Press YYZ podcast, and he also does some cool stuff over at Gamers.com. But the A is a V. It's a pretty dope-ass logo. But yeah, that was a really great conversation, and that goes live yesterday. <laughs> All right, cool. Jake, you got anything, you got anything uh, more news about your show? You got anything coming up? Or are you, you about ready to do this, or we still got a little while yet? I, I, I'm still messing with some stuff, trying to figure right. out... Uh... Where to where to kick off at? I think is going to be the deciding factor. All right, so stay tuned for that. Kyle, what would you like to plug, man? What you got going on? Sure. Uh, Who that ninja seventy three is my name on Twitter. Uh, if you like PlayStation, hit up uh, PlayStation in the Trophy Room either on Bad Bit Games on YouTube or PS Trophy Room on Twitter. If you're kind of funny best friend and want to learn all about the best friends of the community, I have a podcast called Best Friends Talk Funny at BFS Talk Funny. And if you're ever in New York and you want to hang out with some nerdy people, hit up kindanyc.com. And whenever this whole pandemic is over, we'll all get together and have a huge ass party in Manhattan, as well as our gaming podcast, Platform Agnostic, and our conversational podcast, Dollar Slice Pod. Damn. All right. You're a busy guy. Very all busy. right. <laughs> we also do have a yeah, YouTube we just channel. Up two hours of your show. we also have a youtube channel youtube.com slash media junkie and you can also interact with us on the fanboy fight club facebook page or tweet us at fbfc podcast and don't forget to follow media junkie on instagram and twitter at media junkie vids so as i do every week i'm going to leave us with a few questions will jamar give us his reasons will michael ruin next week's show with a reboot will let wes learn the difference between rock steady and rock star and will jake Call it, call it a creature. Find out the answers to all these questions and more on the next episode of the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. Goodbye, everybody. And will Jason learn math?